Everyone has experienced this. Something inspired you to make a change. Maybe a movie, or a conversation with someone, or a random motivational speech you stumbled across on YouTube. You start off strong, and maybe even get a good streak going. And then you miss a day. And a few more days. Before you know it, you're right back where you started. This same cycle can happen to us in our relationship with God. We get inspired by sermons, or conversations, or things we read in the Bible, and we decide to turn things in our lives around. Maybe we start praying, or coming back to church, or really working on changing a certain sin. And then life happens. We get distracted, we fall off the wagon, and we find ourselves back where we started. Lasting change is hard for us humans, but it's not hard for God. In fact, it's one of the greatest things about having a relationship with Him. God's incredible power is always available to us, and it can change us from the inside out. Ephesians 1, 19-20 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. The book of Acts in the Bible tells us about regular people who relied on God to help them change. Their change not only lasted, but also caught the attention of people around them, who caught the vision that God could help them change too. So what do you want to change? Let's learn from the first Christians in Acts 2 how to let God's incredible power change us from the inside out. Today's story starts on a holiday. Like most holidays, this one has traditions. And for the most part, you don't mind them. There's something comforting about doing the same thing year after year. But even in the midst of all the fanfare and celebration, a little voice gnaws away at you. Another year, another parade, and you still feel the same. Is your life where you wanted it to be a year ago? Will anything be different when you're back here next year? Try to shush this voice as you set out to join the festivities. But suddenly, the procession is interrupted by a loud roaring sound. People look around confused, and you hear shouting in the distance. You can't resist the urge to find out what's going on, and you take off toward the action. Acts 2, verse 1 to 6, and verse 12. When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers gathered in one place. Suddenly, a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong wind blowing. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like fire in the shape of tongues. The flames separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in languages they had not known before. The Spirit gave them the ability to do this. Godly Jews from every country in the world were staying in Jerusalem. A crowd came together when they heard the sound. They were bewildered because each of them heard their own language being spoken. They were amazed and bewildered. They asked one another, what does this mean? As you get closer to the noise, you see a crowd forming around a group of men. The sight of these guys is so astonishing that you can't look away. You don't realize it yet, but through this experience you can't ignore, God is getting your attention. God is always working to bring us toward Him, and if we're willing to stop long enough to listen to Him, He could change us. Before we move on with the story, stop and ask yourself, how is God trying to get my attention right now? What's something He might be telling me to change? One of the men steps forward and starts to speak. 
People are calling him Peter, and you find out that he was good friends with a famous teacher and healer named Jesus, who had been crucified by the priests and Romans. Peter's words captivate you, and you can't stop listening. <gasps> Acts 2, verse 36 to 39. So be sure of this, all you people of Israel, you nailed Jesus to the cross, but God has made him both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, it had a deep effect on them. They said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, All of you must turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then your sins will be forgiven. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children. It is also for all who are far away. It is for all whom the Lord our God will choose. As Peter speaks, his words sink deep inside you, into the part of you that was yearning for something more. You don't want to just walk away from this and be in the same spot next year. So you make one of the most important decisions of your life. You ask for help. Too often we try to change by ourselves, but if we want change to last, we need to invite help. We need to let God and others into our lives so they can help us take action. Peter replies by telling you and the rest of the crowd to do just two things. Turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Eager for a change, you hop in the water and so do 3,000 other people. The rest of the day is incredible. You ride high on excitement until your head hits the pillow that night. You finally found what you've been looking for and you go to sleep with a smile on your face. And then you wake up the next day. What do you do now? The holiday's over and it's time to go back to daily life. Luckily, the inspiration didn't end there for the first Christians. With God's help, this change was just the beginning. Let's see what they did next. Acts 2, 42-47 The believers studied what the apostles taught. They shared their lives together. They ate and prayed together. Everyone was amazed at what God was doing. They were amazed when the apostles performed many wonders and signs. All the believers were together. They shared everything they had. They sold property and other things they owned. They gave to anyone who needed something. Every day they met together in the temple courtyard. They ate meals together in their homes. Their hearts were glad and sincere. They praised God. They were respected by all the people. Every day the Lord added to their group those who were being saved. In these verses, the first disciples give us a really good blueprint for how we can make lasting changes in our own spiritual lives. Let's break the passage down. Number one, they relied on God's word. They studied the apostles' teachings, which we'd find in the Bible, daily. We don't have to rely on our own willpower to change. God's word will equip us with the spiritual power to take on anything. Number two, they shared their lives together. They both knew and were known by one another, not keeping any part of their lives off limits. With one another's encouragement, they could keep growing and overcome anything that might steal their faith. Number three, they prayed together. Prayer unlocks spiritual power that we do not have on our own. Number four, they gave to anyone who needed something. Generous and loving people rarely stay stagnant because they're constantly stretching their faith to help others. Number five, they did it every day. The first disciples sustained change and brought that change to others because they did these things daily. Every small daily decision we make to read the Bible, pray, connect with others, and be generous contributes to bigger changes, even if we can't see it in the moment. What you do or don't do today matters. 
What is it that you want to change in your relationship with God? Do you want to go after becoming a Christian for the first time? Do you want to overcome a sin that you've been avoiding? Do you want to grow in your faith or learn how to be a leader? Today, pick two to three friends who want to change with you. Practice following the example of the disciples in Acts 2. Remember, the goal isn't perfection, but progress. Spiritual change is not a pass-fail. It's building a real, daily walk with God that changes us from the inside out and leads us to a greater purpose. And remember, change is hard for humans, but it's not hard for God. That wraps up the podcast for today. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review. Have any questions or stories you want to hear? Drop us a line at podcast at deepspirituality.com. This mini quiet time is a Deep Spirituality original podcast. It was written by Alexis Colvin, produced by Kenzo Chua, and voiced by me, Amy Query. <laughs>